הרי אני מקשר עצמי לאכול לצדיקים האמיתים שתרנו לכל לצדיקים האמיתים שוכני הפרה קדוש משה בארץ המה. הוא יפחד רבנו הקדוש לצדיק יסודונם נחנו ומקוחו כמו רבנו נחנו נפגע מצמחה. נא נח נח מה נחנו נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן. So today in סימן ע"ח of שיחות הר"ן lesson 78 will discuss uh, what רבנו speaks about um, with Rabbeinu is going to give us a beautiful parable to explain what he's about to discuss, um, to help us better understand the ideas that he's going to bring down. Something very important, very practical. Rabbeinu says in every single place, there's always fairness. There's fairness in every single place. Doesn't mean that, it's a, that the majority of that place or that person has fairness. But nonetheless, each and every sing, single thing, each and every person has some sort of yosher, Uh, fairness or some uprightness, um, righteousness in a sense. Even someone who commits all the crooked things in the world, even someone who does all the, uh, the most twisted things, or someone who commits all the outrage. Nonetheless, it's necessary that this man has a little bit of rightness, fairness within him, even the smallest amount. Each and every person, even the most wicked of people, has a small bit of fairness. The only difference is, the only distinction is between people when that fairness begins. Meaning that fairness comes out in each and every person at a different time, a different place, uh, a different moment in that person's life. Um, we'll see uh, when. Each and every person essentially has limits. And that limit of crookedness How much that a uh, person can handle that crookedness um, will determine when that uh, fairness comes out. That with regard to one person, there's a person in the world, there's people in the world, that that fairness begins immediately. And then with regard to some other people, that fairness only comes out after he does some crooked things. Meaning he'll commit some evil or some crooked things. And after that, He'll realize that that was enough and he'll go to, uh, to, to, do, uh, to engage in fairness, to be just. So the fairness comes out later. And there's another person that this fairness is delayed a long, uh, much longer. Essentially, he does many crooked things, many twisted things, and then only afterwards that fairness comes out. And then with, the, with other people, the delay is even greater and greater. And even with that person who has fairness that is delayed until much, much later, even though that person might not be as fair as you think he is, and only later in his life, maybe on his, uh, maybe on his deathbed, that fairness comes out because he realizes that it was too much. Nonetheless, Um, in each and every person, Rabbeinu says, there is some fairness, and uh, fairness exists in every place. You just need to bring it out. So now Rabbeinu continues. For example, this parable will explain what we're talking about here. Rabbeinu says, a story um, occurred that I saw myself in a, in a village. That came a military commander and told everyone in the city that he needs horses to deliver mail to, what do you call it, to run the post, essentially. 
and um, he needed horses, he needed animals to, uh, to uh, what's it called, to uh, carry all this mail, these messages. In the village, instead of allowing this military commander to take these horses, what did they do? They bribed the officer with a little bit of money, so that uh, they could leave him, so that he could leave them alone. And afterwards, Ba'asheni, then came another officer, maybe a junior one, uh, one who has less uh, uh, rank. And then the commander, the one who just engaged in this uh, bribery, told his junior officer to do the same thing that he just did, so that he, this man can also get some money. And he enticed this uh, second officer, this lower officer, this lower-ranking official, that he too were to ask for the horses from the village, that he were to, to demand that he were to demand the horses from the village, as we just explained above. And it worked for this junior officer also. That what they uh, what do you call it? He asked um, he asked the village. The village um, agreed to bribe him, and he got a small amount of money. And then the third person came. Another officer came. And this officer wasn't like the first two who were joking around trying to just make demands in which they knew that they would receive money for. The third officer actually needed the horses to actually engage with the post, to do his work at the post office essentially, and to, uh, to deliver this meal with, all the, uh, with these horses. And he too wanted to take these horses. And the village chief, the person running the village, um, went and uh, pleaded before the first commander, who was the first one to start this chain reaction of bribery. And he pleaded before the commander, telling the commander, asking the commander that uh, his army leave, him, leave them alone. Because it's not fair. Essentially, he was telling the commander that we bribed you, we gave you money so that you guys wouldn't bother us. And then another person came and we did the same thing. And now this thing is continuing to happen. And now it happened on the third occasion that this commanding officer had favor. He, uh, what do you call it? He, uh, what, that, uh, sorry, that this uh, village officer, this village chief found favor in this commanding officer's eyes. That this uh, commanding officer felt bad for this person. And he commanded to leave these people alone. And that the commanding officer told everyone, all his army, not to demand these horses. Now Rabbanu is going to explain what's happening here. We find that with regard to this thief, this first commanding officer, that this uprightness, this fairness within him, only began to reveal itself after two crooked deals. That first he bribed, first he got he took a bribe, and second he convinced one of his officers to take a bribe. But after that, he began to see that it wasn't fair. So the fairness began later. Aben was saying this happened, and I saw it myself. And we see this. And then the fairness began to take lead in him, and uh, that command, and he commanded every uh, his army. To leave the village alone. Because even though he was a thief and did such crooked things like we mentioned above. Nonetheless, by the third time, the fairness began to, uh, uh, what do you, began to start by him. And he was forced, because of his inner nature, to leave them alone. The result of all of this is what? 
that in every single place, yes, Yosher, there is uprightness, there is fairness. The only difference is by each and every person when that fairness begins, as we mentioned above. And understand this well, So even in the most crooked of people, there is that fairness. We just need to bring it out. I think Azamra, finding the good points within people, is a very, very good way to bring the fairness of each and every individual out. Um, essentially, we do not recognize how fair we can be because we are so um, enticed and so um, overpowered by our evil inclinations and our emotions that sometimes we forget the better part of ourselves that actually deep, deep inside us, we, we could have good things. We are good people and we have done good things and we have a good nature even. But that evil nature within us is always trying to suppress that good nature, that Yetzir Tov. And we have to bring that out to recognize that there are limits, you know. And each and every person has those limits. Each and every person, depending on how far he is from Hashem Bach, might uh, those limits might might be greater. You know what I mean? He might have, um, sorry, he might uh, what's he called? Um, it might be a long time till he reveals that fairness within him. Why? Because he's been such an evil person for so long. So it takes a while to uncover that side of him. Rabban was saying, do not uh, forget to uncover that side of yourself because each and every person possesses it. And this is the aspect of what is written in the Holy Zohar. This is a secret, what's written over there. Look what Rabban says. That also on the left side, which represents the evil side, there's a right and a left. With regard to the evil side, the evil side also possesses right and left, meaning that there's the left, there's the evil nature, and then there's the right. It possesses sparks of divinity, of godliness. Meaning even in the left side, the evil side, the evil side also has sparks of godliness there. Meaning even the Yetzirahah at its, at its source is a, is a messenger of God. And of course, if God is sending someone on a task, God knows what He's doing. And of course, everything God does is good. Everything. Everything Hashem Bach does is good. So even the evil side has good within it. There's a right and there's a left in the evil side. It's just that the right side, the just side of the, 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 the evil side, the just part of the evil side, the just nature of the evil side is very far, is very distant. Even from the left side of holiness, essentially. What that means is that the, the right, the fairness of the evil side may not even reach the left side of Tusha. That's how far away Tusha is. Meaning that the, of course we know that there's 10 Sfirot of Tusha, there's 10 Sfirot of the Sitra Acha. And of course there's the right and left and middle pillar of each one. It's very complicated Kabbalistic stuff, but nonetheless, try to explain it in a simple fashion. Essentially the, left, the evil side possesses all these traits. There's the right, there's the left, and there's the middle. But the right of the evil side, the fairness of the evil side, may not even reach like the, the footstep of the left of the holy side. That's how far separated the, the left of Ktusha is. Nimza, we find. We find that within the evil side itself, Yesh Yamin Bechinat Yosher, that the evil side possesses this rightness, this fairness, this just nature. Which represents this concept of Yosha being straight. It's just that that right side, that straightness, that fairness of the evil side begins much, much later. Even after the fairness of the left side of holiness. Meaning, um, if you want that right nature 
that right, that fairness of the evil side to be manifested, it will take place even even after the uh, what do you call it? The left side of Ktusha has begun to has begun to manifest. Meaning, it takes so so long, so so long for the the good nature of the Yetzirah, for example, the this evil side to be to to be found to be um, to be uncovered. Much much longer. Um, that you'll even see the left side of Ktusha before you get to the access um, to the right side of impurity. Of course, this is very deep stuff. Um, not on, it's not so simple. Bezrat Hashem, the more we, uh, we grow in Ktusha and holiness, the better we'll have in understanding such a deep secret of the Zohar. And Al Raben was explaining this idea. Um, but of course, this has to do with different people, how some people tend to be more evil than others. And um, Rabbeinu seems to be saying that in a connection with that secret in the Torah that we just mentioned here. Um, but B'zrat Hashem, Hashem give us access to that understanding of the Zohar and B'zrat Hashem uh, soon will be able to uh, uncover all the secrets of the Torah thanks to Tzadik like Rabbeinu and with the mercy and compassion of Hashem Baruch.